Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today is another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I'd love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Wayne in Mississippi. He writes, I'm observing that share prices for national home builders like D.R. Horton and Lennar are both down 29% and 28.5% respectively from their highs in December. Both companies are competitors and their stock prices seem to be tracking one another. They're both well-managed companies with a strong pipeline. What is behind the share price drop? What does it tell us about the housing market going forward? And how will this impact us as real estate investors? Well, Wayne, this is a great question. There are several national home builders that have experienced similar fluctuations in share price. You can overlay the stock charts for each of these companies, hold them up to the light, and they seem to track each other almost perfectly. There's a number of factors that could hurt home builders in the coming year. Number one, we've got continued supply chain disruptions, partly a holdover from the pandemic and the ongoing pandemic in China, making materials more expensive across the board. We have rising energy costs, which increases the cost of construction materials. And number three, we've got shortages of labor in many markets, which is also causing labor costs to rise. All of these will increase the cost of a new home without delivering any additional value to the customer per se. If there are increases in costs, builders tend to translate those higher costs directly into higher purchase prices. And then there's the fourth factor. At the same time as all of this is happening, we have rising interest rates, which when added to the higher cost of a new home, will raise the monthly cost of home ownership of that specific new construction. All of these things combined make homes less affordable for customers, and that's theorized to have a dampening effect on sales of new homes. Intuitively, that makes sense. If incomes are not rising as quickly as costs are increasing, there will be downward pressure on demand for new home sales. That or people will be buying smaller homes. We've experienced a decade of historically low interest rates. Mortgage rates in the U.S. and Canada are definitely on the rise. The quoted rates for the 30-year home loan at Wells Fargo is now 5.03% for a refinance and 4.8% for a new purchase. We're used to seeing rates in the threes and now we're seeing rates in the fives. That is significant. We can expect those rates to go higher over the course of the next year. So investors are looking into their crystal ball and seeing lower sales and lower profit margins for home builders. But of course, these are only two variables that are affecting the demand for housing. About 9.8% of the U.S. population moves each year. That's over 34 million people, and about 15 million households in America move each year. About 20% of those people move from state to state each year. Some of those will move from higher-cost geographies to lower-cost areas. The simple act of moving from California or New York to Florida or Texas will result in savings that are still dramatic, even if interest rates are rising and even if construction costs are rising. So I expect that migration trend to continue irrespective of what's happening in construction costs and irrespective of what's happening in interest rates. We also still have a world beating a path to our door here in North America, hoping to participate in the American dream, the Canadian dream. But you only need to look a few moves ahead into the future. Once demand falls for new construction, you'll also see a fall in material prices. You'll start to see labor costs coming back into balance. Yes, we know we're in an inflationary environment in terms of commodities. Food prices are up, fuel prices are up, but we also see people quitting their jobs in record numbers in search of higher pay. And the quickest way to get a raise is to jump to a new job with a higher wage and a signing bonus. At a certain point, 
employers will become more proactive in terms of increasing wages for their existing employees. And at that point, the impact of inflation will definitely be there, but it's going to be diminished for that portion of the population that are able to maintain wage parity with increasing prices. History might have some lessons for us. Back in the early 1980s, we had what many considered to be runaway inflation. It was definitely an inflationary spiral, but eventually governments implemented both wage and price controls combined with higher interest rates and brought the expectation of price inflation down to acceptable levels. So if you're a real estate investor, you're still in the best possible position. In an inflationary environment, three things happen. Number one, purchasing power gets eroded for those on fixed income. Number two, savings are eroded. And number three, debt gets eroded. This symptom is rising prices across the board, and that includes asset prices. So as long as the entire financial system doesn't collapse, which of course it could, you can expect to come out on the winning end of the asset pricing game. That is, if you're the owner of those hard assets. Price increases go to the benefit of the asset holder. The erosion of value goes to the holder of the debt. That's why we're seeing a significant bear market in bonds. There is significant downside in the bond market and very little upside. Rising interest rates mean that bond prices will fall. The longer the bond, the larger the potential negative impact of that bondholder. So for those investors that have been in search of yield, the choices are dwindling. What was once safe is now risky. The stock market is also still overdue for a major correction. We're still within a few percentage points of all-time highs. Values are still in the stratosphere, and they're just not supported by fundamentals. So the question remains, if you're an investor, and if you're looking to put money to work as opposed to operating an active business, what else are you going to invest in? Invest in cash, in real estate, where there's still that net influx of migration, that influx of jobs still looks to be the safest investment in terms of preservation of capital as well as rates of return. I want to thank you, Wayne, for an awesome question. In the meantime, have a fantastic rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.